Welcome, everyone, to episode 14 of the Resources for Resistance yeah. podcast. Yeah, I swerved that away from you, Lysabra. You're so rude. <laughs> um, it is May 23rd. Sorry for being so late this week, but everyone is gone. It's so True. sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lysabra's at MSU. Noah's home right now, and I'm in a, in a dorm in, or a residence hall. Right, Lysabra? Yes, <laughs> at Michigan, and then Sarah is away in South Africa. But it's been hard for us to get together, which is a bummer because there's a ton of news. So we got to jump right into it because there's a lot of stuff. But maybe we should say who's here first. Introduce yourselves. No one's here. Um, hey, everybody. <laughs> Noah's here, and Noah's got a cat. Right Lasabra's also here, and Ooh. it's gonna. This episode's probably going to sound really weird because we're recording it, like, via video recording. And so we don't really know who's talking when, to be honest. Yeah, so there is... It's crazy because mine looks so much louder than yours. I'm just going to talk quieter. Um, But yeah, so there might be technical difficulties. Hopefully this works. There's always technical difficulties. Yeah. It's like a thing. Okay. So first thing we have... Let's talk about the politician that the the first politician to ever been to ever be treated so unfairly. Fuck, that sucked. That totally sucked. Right? What sucked? Just that that start. I hated it. We're just gonna keep powering through. Do we want to start? What do we want to start with? What do we want to go with? What? It was about Donald Trump, probably. <laughs> Isn't that how we always start? Wait, I thought we were starting with no politician has ever been treated more unfairly. I know, I tried to say it, though, and I messed up the wording, and so I was trying to move on. All right. Anyway, I was on Black Twitter after this quote came out, and people were literally just... I can't... It was amazing to see all of the tweets of people just slamming him for what he said. People were like, Nelson Mandela spent 27 years in prison. JFK was shot. Like, it was, oh my gosh, it was amazing. Yes. Um, Cool. Yeah, so that was just a tweet. That was a tweet that Trump gave, what was it, like a Naval Academy graduation? Like, literally to, like, armed service members? Mm. complaining about being treated yeah, so unfairly. I was up at the Coast Guard Academy, and, uh, yeah, that happened. So, did you guys listen to any... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, did you guys listen? Did you guys listen to any of his commencement speeches? No, why would I? I just it's, read Twitter, and people picked out the good stuff. What good stuff? <laughs> well, the funny stuff. No, honestly... I listened to the one that he gave at Liberty University, and I have never heard a commencement speech that lacked so much substance. It was basically just like, let's do a round of applause for everyone who's here. We got the military. We got the Christians. We got my buddy Jerry Falwell. Did you? And I will say that I loved when people compared his speech to Elle Woods. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was so funny. Did you see? Did you see the article today? Which I hate these articles where they try to like say Trump is like impaired or like has a disease. But there was one that was like he's just like in early stages dementia because if you like if you but if you look at like how he articulated himself like years ago on interviews, he like he had like the same inflection of things, but like didn't sound so stupid. 
And now, like, he literally just, like, does not have the mental capacity to, like, use, artic- like, large words, basically. Which could be true. So, who knows? I, I don't know. I didn't mean to laugh at dementia, because that's not funny. But <laughs> and just the thought that, like, people are comparing, as far as we know, a totally healthy person. The healthiest person in the world, I right, think, is how he's been described. <laughs> it's similar to, like, when Everything came back positive. that's pretty good and similar to like when we talked about a few podcasts ago how he like has a seventh grade like articulation level or whatever yeah i don't know it it's amazing i will say one last thing i loved the tweet uh where people took the his quote and then they put the ben wyatt um yes ice town that's so good. Did you see that, Noah? I did see that one. Oh, yeah. So excellent tweets this week. We've had a lot to work with because this week was wild. So Trump left the country. Thank God. Off to the Middle East. Is this the first time? Hang out with some... I think it is. Besides, like, Mexico. Okay, yeah. Other than Mexico, this is, like, yeah. his first big diplomatic trip abroad. It might be his first trip as president, too. Oh, it's he's like the first or only sitting president to go. But I read something where it was like he's the only sitting president to like go and visit something. I can't remember. Awesome. Great content. That was (laughs) (laughs) I really really worked in here. I did love though that people were talking about let's start the impeachment process while he's out of the country and then not let him back into the country. Well, New York Times Surprise. and Washington Post literally dropped stories like as soon as his plane took off. They were oh, just yeah. waiting for him to leave. Because there, there's a leak that according to this good shit theory and yeah. that you posted that is just dropping really good stuff to yeah. New York Times and Washington Post. Well, yeah. No, did you read the good shit, good shit theory that I put on there? I did. I think it's really interesting that they're only leaking the newspapers Right? Um, right? Yeah, because no one trusts the dishonest CNN or MSNBC. MSNBC, which just hit their highest viewership ever this last <laughs> quarter. Is in third place in viewership. It's the beginning of the end. I'm calling it. Well, maybe if they would stop, like. They're done for. It's because, honestly, it's because they're not even right enough. You know? They, like, need Breitbart TV or something. Like, there's not enough conservatism yeah. on Fox News. But, um, yeah, so apparently he's exhausted on his Middle East trip, um, which I think is hilarious. He's got no stamina. Um, he called Islam one of the great faiths of the world, which I thought was really funny considering he usually calls them terrorists. Um, did you all see the picture of him, like, grabbing the orb with, like, the other people? Yes! Did you see the other photos with it? Yes, his hands are tiny. Washington Post has, like, their staff photographer with other photos of it. And, like, if you expand the photo, it's just, like, looks evil. But if you look at it from a different angle, it literally looks like a Bond villain lair. It's amazing. (laughs) But I just, like... And then people have, like, photoshopped, like, Saruman and stuff in there from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Whatever. I I really enjoyed that coming out. There was another tweet of, like, Steve Bannon just, like, surrounded by, like, Middle Eastern men. (laughs) That was my when you orchestrated the Muslim ban and then you're surrounded by Muslims. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So it's that was my 
favorite thing. It's just fun to kind of watch him squirm right now. And it feels good that he's not on our soil, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah just for feel, a little while, he's not our problem at the moment. It just feels really good. Like, there's just like a weight <laughs> off my shoulders. No, I love all of the content we're getting from this trip. Just like all of the funny stuff. Like the um, Melania hand swipe. She did it again! <laughs> did you see she did it again? <laughs> there's a second one that came out today. I love how much she hates him. Like, there's no way that oh. she likes him. There's no way. It's just like this. It was That's a good a sway. Marriage. <laughs> um, she did not sign up for this shit. That's all I think every time is like she did not sign up for this shit. She no, didn't think he was gonna be president that either. Went around that was like when you just wanted to be a, <laughs> a trophy wife and now you're the first lady. <laughs> it's pretty real. I'm oh. so sorry. I'm just laughing through this whole thing. It's okay. Did you see that um, they are moving to the White House this this summer though? And he's her, her son. What's his name? Baron. Baron. He's going to like a private school in Maryland, maybe something like that. But so they are moving. So hopefully, we get, what I'm hoping is that we get more of like these t- awkward interactions now that she's going to be closer to him. Um, but there was a Melania hand swipe, and then so Trump went there to basically close like this huge arms deal with Saudi Arabia, right? Am I right in that? That sounds right. Um, which is not anything new. I mean, it's something Obama did. But then there was also, um, the Saudis gave a $100 million donation to Ivanka's foundation after this, which is, like, a, an exact thing that, that Trump said um, happened with, like, Hillary and their foundation. So I think it's just very hypocritical. Like, everything is really hypocritical. And also just, like, very obviously pay-to-play here. And I'm just like, why is there no outrage about this from anyone? Yeah. Well, I guess from us. Such selective memories, honestly. Yeah. Especially when you, like, have video proof, actual evidence, like, recordings of the things that people are saying and doing. Yep. And they're still choosing to ignore it. (sighs) I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's what... So, we have this down here later, but when um, Pence was giving his commencement speech and, like, students were walking out, people were talking about how rude that was, and people did the same thing to Obama. Yeah. And they just choose to ignore it. I don't know. We'll talk about that a little later, but... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But it's just been, like, kind of a shit show. But it feels good that he's away right now. Um, But there is still a bunch of Russia stuff that we have to deal with. So, we didn't record last week because we were so busy, but Comey was fired. <laughs> so, this is FBI director James Comey, the six foot seven god who may take down Trump. So, I'm looking forward to that. So, he's agreed to testify in front of the Senate, correct? That's yeah. So, he was spoke when he was the FBI director, he was supposed to testify in like a closed hearing to the Senate Intelligence Committee. And then he got fired, and people were like, What is he going to do? And he's like, I'm not going to testify. But he's, but then he said, I'm only going to testify in a public hearing. So now they're, they're making it public. So, he's going to testify tomorrow. Yes. Oh, yeah. Get the popcorn. Let's go, folks. Well, did you, did you all see the other te- the who Brennan was it Brennan? I I put it in here. Yeah, the Brennan testimony today too. No, he, he was the he was a former CIA chief, and he clearly is like beholden to no one because he was just like going off on Trump, 
and basically was just talking about like, yeah, there is a ton of evidence for collusion and there should be an investigation. Um, but he was, if this was the start, I don't know what it's going to be with like Comey tomorrow. Um, but I thought that was really interesting. He also said he had a really good quote. I don't, I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but he said like, like when you start on a treasonous path, you don't realize that you're on a treasonous path. And so I think that's kind of like the perspective he's bringing, which I think is kind of like interesting to think about in the context of everything is like, that is like, I think that can help explain a lot of things and kind of like the, the framing of the collusion and stuff is like, is it like in retrospect, it looks so obviously like treason, but you don't realize it kind of at the time. So I think that was pretty interesting too. I think that is an interesting perspective, but also at the same time, like theoretically they should know when they're committing treason. Totally. Moving... Well, it's not like an excuse thing. It's more of just a like... I think he was saying more like they have gotten themselves in such a deep hole and didn't realize what they were doing that like now they're in such a deep hole it's like there's nowhere to go. You know? Still not good enough for me. These are grown men. They know what hey, they're doing. Hey, they're grown white men, LaSabra. Okay? <laughs> they need to get some slack. You know, that's how the world works. Fuck that shit. Don't say that to me. Um, I think we had a word for that. What do they call that? What what do they call that, Noah? White privilege, maybe? White privilege. Um, But it's funny because... It's just really funny because I guess they thought that, like, no one was going to be pissed that Comey was fired because we all hated him for, like, fucking Hillary over. Which one, I think we're allowed to be mad at him for fucking Hillary over and still recognize that, like, it's fucked up for Trump to, like, fire the person investigating him. We can be mad about two things, and that's okay. And maybe one is a little bit more pertinent to, like, the now, and less so in the past. Um, But it's funny because they started out by basically saying, like, yeah, Comey is... This is what blows my mind, is Comey had a reason to be fired. So he lied in testimony. Like, he, he lied. Like, that was enough reason to fire him. And, like, their lie lasted for, like, one second that that was the reason that they fired him. And it came out that he just fired him because Trump didn't want him to um, investigate Russia anymore. So, yeah, I mean, I know we, we talked about this on the last podcast, but, like, I personally believe that they are trying to keep Russia in the news to cover up whatever else they're doing. Oh, you conspiracy. Be, I, okay, I am a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. Oh, a little bit? On this podcast knows. But, like, come on. No one is that stupid. Like, yes, Trump makes irrational decisions, and he does dumb things, but, like, I want to give him credit for being smarter than, like, how people perceive him to be. Because there's no way they're not covering something up by trying to keep Russia in the news. They're trying to keep, like, everybody away from whatever is going on by firing Comey. Because if their whole goal was to get Russia out of the news cycle, this was 100% not the way to do that. I just think maybe, I think maybe they just are that stupid, honestly. (laughs) Because, like, because then it came out, you know, it leaks that, like, during the um, the meeting with Russia, which is wild, with the Russian ambassador, like a thirty minute meeting, and like multiple scandals like come out from this one meeting, and they talks about how like Trump called Comey like a nut job and needed to get like the Russia investigation like all the pressure off of him. It's just it's so but dumb. Firing Comey is not the way to do that. That's just gonna. I mean, no. look at the way the news cycle went though. Everyone automatically started paying more attention. To the Russia situation. Yeah. 
Well, that well, we'll see. We'll see, Lesebra, because I think there's <laughs> shit there. I'm not as big of a conspiracy theorist. See, the thing is, it could have ties to Russia, like we talked about last time. Like, it could be something that has to do with Russia, just not necessarily the thing that they're investigating now. I just... They're trying to focus on. So it's, it's like a magic trick. They're trying to get you to focus on what's happening in the right hand while they go and manipulate something with the left hand. I think you give them way too much credit. I think they are just dumb. You know how incompetent, like, most people in the world are. But I feel like I've watched a lot of, like, political dramas. Oh, really? You've watched a lot of fiction? (laughs) House of Cards comes back next week. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, I just think, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily want to believe that I am right. But I just don't think anyone is that dumb. Like, I... I am 23 years old, and I know rationally not to do what he did. There's no way the 70-year-old man doesn't know that. Lesebra, have you ever considered that maybe you are significantly smarter than Donald Trump? Because I really think it's true. I'm sure it's crossed your mind a few times. (laughs) I think you are just a lot smarter. Um, Either way, we're going to find out, though, because they did... um, they did appoint a special counsel. So Mueller, he's a former FBI chief. Mueller. Um, Mueller. Which, see, he seems to have a lot of like bipartisan support. Everyone thinks he's no-nonsense. He has a history of standing up to the White House. Um, so it seems like there's not really any issues with him. He actually, his, um, his, he, the law firm he was working at actually represents a lot of people that could potentially be tied up into this investigation. But the, um, the congressional... Well, the Congressional Ethics Office, that's what we were waiting on, is the Congressional Ethics Office today basically said there's not going to be any conflict, everything's good. Um, so he's, like, definitely for sure that? on a special counsel. What? I said, are we buying that? I mean... I think so. We... Well, okay. The only reason is because the Congressional Ethics Office has, like, not been quiet about, like, calling Trump out. So I, I feel like they're... They would definitely say something just based on their, like, past history. Um, yeah. So it's not an independent investigation? No, so I wanted to point this out. is like, just because there's a special counsel doesn't mean there's an in- independent investigation. And this is a little frustrating because I feel like it's good that we have a special counsel. We don't have um, the deputy, deputy AG or Sessions, um, like, overseeing it. But we still which have, like... What? I said, which is probably a good thing. Which is a good thing. But here's the thing, is, like, this special counsel could still be fired. The president couldn't fire him. But the president could order, like, Sessions or the deputy AG to fire him. And they would either have to resign or they would have to fire him. Which is what happened with the Saturday massacre with Nixon, is where he ordered his FBI director to fire the special counsel. And they didn't until they got to someone that could. Which I think would be hilarious if, like, we end up in the exact same situation Except I don't think that Sessions or Rosenstein would resign. I think they would just fire him. Um, but it's not its not totally independent. So I think it's like a win, but I think it's like a cautious win. Because like there, it could still be obstructed. Um, so I wanted to point that out as not an independent investigation. And I think like there's still legitimacy to having an independent investigation instead of just a special counsel. But I'm glad that we at least have someone that like we can all agree on as well. And then, uh, is there any more thoughts on that? 
Nope. Cool. I'm just looking forward to see kind of what comes out there. And I think with starting with Brendan today and then Comey tomorrow, it's just going to be wild. Also, I'm kind of bummed because I guess the Trump Care, Trump Care CBO score is supposed to come out today. But it hasn't come out yet. So keep your eye on it. If it comes out while we're recording, we can keep talking about it. Um, so then this I'll was... Get, I said, I'll get the notification. Don't worry. <laughs> I know. We all will. Um, New York. I think it was New York Times that released that in, there's an advisor under investigation in the White House... So up until recently, like everyone that's been investigated has no longer in the White House, like Paul Manafort or um, Michael Flynn or um, I don't remember who else. Whatever. I think that's it. Yeah, there's yeah. Honestly, there's more. Whoever is linking this stuff is doing the Lord's work. They are doing they the really Lord's are. work. <laughs> it's the best. It's amazing. Um, I t- it's so good. But I, people quickly put together that like it's. Kushner, who's under investigation right now, um, which I think is like exactly what it, it just makes like a ton of sense, um, and I think it's very like interesting that allegedly Kushner like really pushed Trump to fire Comey, which makes mm-hmm. me think that like Kushner probably has something to hide and was trying to like manipulate Trump to help him hide it, and maybe just might be as dumb too. Um, but that so I think that's pretty interesting, and then Flynn. What did you say, Noah? Oh, I didn't say anything. Okay, sorry. Was that my cat? <laughs> Maybe. This is our technical difficulties. I'm just hearing things. Um, Flynn invokes... So if Flynn um, invoked the Fifth Amendment and will not honor any subpoenas, which is fucked up because that means he's hiding something, which we already knew that. Um, but I think the really interesting thing that ha- that came out too is that Apparently, like, Trump knew that Flynn was being investigated, according to Flynn himself. Like, Flynn told the transition team that he was being investigated for these ties with Russia at the time. Which is, like, really interesting because Pence has, like, really pushed himself off to the side and said he doesn't know about any of this stuff. And that's, like, the reason they fired Pence. But Pence was the lead of the transition team. Which means if Flynn told the transition team that he was like under investigation, Pence had to have known, and so he's starting to get caught up in it too, which I really hope he does get caught up in it, because there's no way he's innocent. But I think Pence is smarter than Trump and can at least get away with it a little bit more. So, Flynn, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> and then, um, in terms of just all this investigation too, Lindsey Graham, who's um, you know John McCain's best Senate friend, said um, after like hearing about evidence with like Russia collusion it's now like it's no longer just like a it's it's now like it's basically just now like a criminal investigation like there's enough evidence here to like start thinking about this in terms of criminal terms which whatever the republicans kind of suck right now and are not standing up but i think it's really interesting that um he was able to like come out and say that so well, at this point they are criminals yeah so it doesn't they're all liars might as well add another thing to the list. Might as well add another thing. And then, yeah. This is exhausting. Listening to you talk about I'm so sorry. Stuff. And then, like, also, and I mean, it's not it's not your fault. You don't have to apologize. It is exhausting, though. It's, like, I, will, I wake up every morning, and I have, like, 40 notifications of all the stuff that has happened in the last 24 hours. And I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> it's, we have like our longest outline ever and I know I did not even touch everything. Like it is, 
It is so exhausting to kind of try and keep track and keep straight of everything. So I don't know. Hopefully, us trying to work through that helps everyone else because it is super hard. Someone needs to get on the phone with Mr. Good Shit and tell him to tone it down for a little bit. We need some time to recover. Or we just need to just rip the Band-Aid off. Just, like, end it. Just finish it so we can take a break. This is just... I felt like the campaign was so long. And then I was like, Hillary's going to win. And I was like, have a little break. And it obviously did not happen. So we're still stuck here dealing with this. And this is just year one. Like, I know we say this all the time. But we're barely a hundred days in. We're, I mean, we're over a hundred days in. Right. And we still have three more years and like two hundred and a bunch of days. Well, look at how many scandals came out of like that one thirty-minute meeting with the Russian ambassador. I know. Like what? That's like it's got to be a record. <laughs> well, hopefully he'll be impeached. Hopefully, although hopefully. Well, that's interesting because um, Bernie Sanders and John Kasich, is that how you say it? Kasich, 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 um, did like a town hall together, like a bipartisan town hall, and were asked if they think Trump is ready for impeachment, and both of them said no, they don't think they're there yet. So, rock on, Bernie Sanders. It has to to be something big. I mean, I, I get that, because... People were totally fine with all of the shit he was doing before he was even elected. So it has to be something big for people to be like, oh, I guess, like, we should probably do something about this. It just has to be illegal. And from a strategic Democratic standpoint, I think that they really need to go in absolutely sure that this is a case that they can win. Because it's not going to look good if they try and they fail to impeach Trump. So it's really, they've got to have all of their ducks in a row to make this really happen. But yeah, but Sanders isn't that, a Democrat. Okay, not anymore, but obviously he's going to caucus with them, he's going to side with them. You get it. I'm just, I just think he's like, got this fantasy that he's going to like, run against Trump in 2020. You just have something against Trump. I totally do, I am, so, yeah, I totally do. <laughs> you just have something against him. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know, I, I think the they're definitely if they're gonna try and like kill the king they really gotta make sure yeah they can't miss everything that they're gonna do yeah is like backed up and that there's no way that anything could fall through the cracks or anything like that yeah so whatever sources they have or whatever like that like they just need to make sure that they just have a really good argument yep you're right Oops, sorry. But then I'm even scared, because, like, if he gets impeached, that doesn't necessarily mean that he will be removed from office or that he will leave. But if he does get removed or does decide to leave, then we have Pence to worry about. We cross that bridge when we get there. I know, but it's still something to think about, though, because, like, he is horrible. I've thought about this. (laughs) I really think that Republicans will have such little political capital by the time Trump is impeached and Pence might become president. And by then, we will have the 2018 election where hopefully Democrats take back the House. That I truly, I, I think that like if we can waste, not waste time, but if we can take time with this impeachment process and prevent anything else from being done, by then we can get Democrats in office again. And it doesn't matter if Pence is president because he won't have political capital to do anything. Because Democrats have nothing to gain from, like, working with him. They just have to wait it out two years until we can elect our own president. I don't know. What if, though, Pence is, like, 
plotting something like and and he's already got things in motion i mean this is also conspiracy obviously well I'm I, the one talking. if pence was smart he should be leaking all this shit make himself president who knows who knows that he's not but he can 100 oh, that that would be some crazy shit literally he's separating himself from all of this that would be genius that would be some house of cards shit that would be some house of cards shit I would I would get more respect for Pence, which is wild because he wants to like Honestly. electroshock therapy me. But yeah, that'd be impressive. <sighs> Frank uh, Frank Underwood is a Democrat, so I think we might. We, it doesn't matter. I know, but but yeah. So um, <laughs> what else? What else we have going on? Should we talk about the Seth Rich thing? Yeah, this is crazy this is fucked up i've been so pissed about this i got into an argument with like a trump supporter on facebook who was like peddling this mess it was like right after new york times and washington post stories broke and he posts on facebook and he's like stop listening to like the fake news like you all need to like open your minds like have you even heard of the seth rich thing and then posted all about it and i was just like i couldn't help myself so then i got into a facebook argument for multiple hours um so so, yeah like, this isn't a new story. This was going on, like, while the election was going on. And they were using this as a way to kind of reinforce the, the Hillary Clinton narrative. People think that she actually murdered someone. Yeah. Okay, so explain the story. Oh. Well, so Seth Rich is... Well, no, you want to explain that? You go ahead. Uh, you, you might have to chime in and help me out here. So... Seth Rich was working for the DNC, correct? Yeah. And when it was revealed that Russia had hacked into the DNC and stolen, like, email information and stuff like that, um, and then, now someone's going to have to help me. So, like, yeah, yeah, he's like... He was he murdered. Was who, this is what happened. He was murdered. So he it was, was murdered because of that or for revealing that. So he was... So there was, like, a, there was like a string of robberies in his neighborhood and he was walking home from the bar at, like, 4 a.m. or something... And they, the, when the police investigated, they said they think it was just a robbery gone wrong. He got stabbed a bunch of times. It's, like, very sad. Like, he was just, like, a DNC staffer. He was very young. It was, like, super sad. Um, what happened was, though, is that um, some people started, like, peddling this conspiracy theory, basically, is that he's the one who leaked all these emails to WikiLeaks and then decided, um, and then, like, Hillary Clinton had him killed, which is, like, not true. But what ended up happening was is there was, like, this person who said they were going to investigate this was, like, a Fox News person or had ties to Fox News and then, like, came out on Fox News and said that this is the conspiracy theory that's going on. He eventually came and, like, recanted it because it's, like, not true. And then I just saw today Fox News, um, like, corrected their story and they retracted their story today, too. Um, but I still think it's, like, really horrible because this kid was, like, murdered and they're using this, like, this murder and this death as like political gain and i i read like a really good piece that i thought really justified it is like republicans don't know what to do anymore because like they had hillary clinton they had hillary clinton to fight against during the campaign and that was like gold for them and now it's not trump versus hillary so they're just trying to like grab onto whatever they can grab onto but I think it is, like, absolutely disgusting that this is something that they grabbed onto and they used, like, a young person's death to try and, like, peddle some kind of conspiracy theory, which now has been retracted and recanted and, like, is definitely not true. 
Yeah, it is really disappointing if I wasn't already disappointed in the Republican Party. I just think it's disgusting. It is disgusting. And I will say that this isn't new. I mean, people do this stuff on both sides Mm -hmm. all the time. Maybe not necessarily creating an entirely untrue conspiracy theory around Mm -hmm. it, but they do use... Prey on people. And yeah, like they use these stories and these situations Mm -hmm. for political gain. It's not something that's not new, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it is constantly disgusting every time it happens. Did you all see... Oh, go ahead, Noah. I was just going to say, I mean, going off of what LeSabre said, it's all about fear. It's all about continuing to help or like help push this narrative that the government is something that cannot be trusted that politicians are out to get you um and just to really kind of erode faith that the federal government or people who work there um have any sort of um just like uh you know kind of capacity to better our lives anymore and you know anyway um but I think it's, it, it, it is interesting. I don't know. I've stepped away for a second. Did you guys talk about how this story was also circulated in Russia? Like, Russian news stations were also... We didn't. Yeah, but, like, Russian embassies, like, retweeted it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and, and it's interesting that that is happening because, um, from what I've heard, when all of these kind of uh, scandals and stuff are being reported over in Russia, it's being done in a way where the intent is to frame the U.S. government as very, very flawed, as something, as an example of why democracy cannot work. Yep. And that's really the agenda. That's why they're, um, you know, the, the, the idea is to kind of push the idea that authoritarianism in the way that mm-hmm. someone like Putin operates or someone like Trump operates is the only way that you can kind of maintain order in a big country like the U.S. or right. Russia. Um, and it's... And it's it's very calculated, I think, um, and very, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's very hard to kind of see through, um, you know, the, the, the just, just the cloud of misinformation, especially when there's so many powerful forces that are, uh, you know, standing in the way. Right. I, I was going to say, so Roger Ailes died this week, who was the, um, like, founder of, um, like, Fox News, basically, who was ousted for, like, sexually assaulting, like, many, many, many women. Um, so, good riddance. Um, but Did I you th- see his son is, like, yeah, after his death, he was, threatening like, to kill people. He's like, all the people who accuse my father, watch out. Something right. like he's, that. He's oh, you mean like your start, rapist father. <laughs> like, I don't know. He said he was gonna start, like, suing people or, or something to... Because they were lying or whatever. I was like, ugh, oh. get out of here. Literally, no one cares about you. My favorite thing about that news story, though, was getting all of the different news notifications and how different they were. Yeah, you posted it in the group me, didn't you? I did, I did post it in the group me because you could clearly see the biases that existed within each of the news outlets. Because some people were like, oh, he created this powerhouse that is Fox News. And then other people were like, yeah, he's a sexual assaulter who had tons of money. (laughs) Yeah. like, Damn. I don't know. I, I hate to say, like, it's hard to say, like, biased, because I think one's right and one's wrong. And I, I guess, like, I recognize that that's biased, but, like, recognizing him as, like, a media mogul who, like, created Fox News and, like, ignoring the fact that he was, like, ousted for these sexual assault allegations, I don't, like, it's, that's not, 
you can't not talk about that. No, I mean, it's just as much a part of his story as creating Fox News. Yeah. That's not something that you can just kind of write away, even though they try to. I thought it was interesting. And clearly his example infiltrated the culture at that news station. Totally. Well, I think it was really interesting because um, Monica Lewinsky came out and talked about Roger Ailes for, like, after he died. And basically talked about how, like, he ruined her life and they just, like, used her for, mm-hmm. like, political gain and didn't actually, like, give a shit about her or her story or anything. Which I thought was, like, an interesting perspective because you could argue that, like, Fox News, like got really big because of, like, a scandal like that, because of, like, the Clinton and Lewinsky scandal. Um, so I just, I thought that was pretty interesting. But, yeah. Um, so that's the Seth Rich stuff. It's all been recanted now, and, or um, retracted, so that's done. It's just, it's just a shame because that's, it existed for so long and so many people peddled it that, like, that people will not hear that it's retracted. They will, like have that motivated ignorance and they will just like ignore it and they'll continue to believe that like Hillary is a killer. Well, it's, I feel like it's the same way with tons of stories. Like even the Hillary email stories that, that came out in October when they said that they were investigating her and that story was huge. But then when they said that they found no like evidence or anything like that, that story wasn't as big. Well, it's all the Benghazi, like even Benghazi and stuff too, right? Like you're, yeah, you're. Oh, I'm echoing. Where am I echoing? Sorry, I'm not echoing anymore. Oh, that's gonna make for bad um, podcasting. Whatever. Um, but they like. I don't know. You you just don't for you. You testify and you um, try and like. There's like nothing, but there's nothing. Never been anything found. Is that your cat? Yeah. Oh I'm my sorry. god, that was so cute. <laughs> I love it. I've been trying to keep him quiet. <laughs> I was just like, I'm hearing meowing. I know I, I am. It. I'm not crazy. It's not me. It's just like there's all these hearings, there's all this testimony, there's all these investigations, and nothing comes from them. And people, and then it's just it doesn't matter. So, I don't... It's just... That frustrates me a whole lot. Um, what do we have next? So, Pence gave a commitment speech at Notre Dame. So, Notre Dame, um, my roommate's boyfriend goes there. He's a doctoral student. And they told me that every year they have the president come... Like, every year, I think during a new election, they have the president come to give the speech. Yeah. Well, they didn't want Trump to come for obvious reasons, so they extended an invitation to Steve Pence. Yes. <laughs> and um, people were clearly not happy about it. So it was really interesting to see all of the commentary around this because he gave this commencement speech and only, like, maybe a couple of dozen students walked out. It wasn't, like, all... Thousands of them walked out, or hundreds of them, or whatever, walked out. And I was interested, like, I was looking at the comments under all of the videos that were posted, and people were talking about how rude it was, and how disrespectful it was, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, are you watching the same video I'm watching? The students didn't make any noise. They all just kind of got up and walked out. They weren't being disrespectful. It's like, how do you want us to protest you just want us to sit there and deal with it. You don't want us to be seen or heard or have any type of action as right. a form of protest. 
And I 100% would have been okay with them screaming and yelling and disrupting the speech. Yeah. I don't know. Why should I have respect for a person who clearly doesn't have respect for me? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, have no, I mean, I have no issues with it. I think you're free to do whatever you want. I feel bad for those students who worked very hard to graduate and then had to walk out because they felt so disrespected by like the, their commencement speaker, honestly. So I, I feel mm-hmm. for the students, not for him. Did they get their diplomas? I, I can't remember from the video or not if they actually got those first. Either way, you know, it's it does suck. You're absolutely right, Justin. But yeah. I think I'm, I'm 100% behind it as well. Yeah. Um, let's keep going then. Uh, Trump Care CBO score is still not out, so we'll talk about that next week. Um, this is just stupid, and I haven't even heard anything about this anymore. But Joe Lederman's name was being thrown around to be the new FBI director. Is he the one with the squishy face? Yeah, he's the one who ran as VP with Al Gore. He's like basically a Republican, but he's a Democrat. The, yeah, he's like Connecticut, like old. Whatever. Guy. Yeah, he's the worst. But I just, it's just like, usually you don't have an FBI director that has any sort of political affiliate or like political, they never run for office. That's like never really happened. And then um, also the fact that he actually works for Trump's law firm that represents him. Oh my gosh, he looks like the brain from Pinky and the Brain. Yeah. So I don't, and I haven't, this like got floated around and there was such a negative reaction that I feel like. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that's actually going to happen, but whatever. I had to throw that out there because I think it's insane. Um, Chelsea Manning was released from prison, so that's some good news. Woo! Yeah, that's um, awesome. I was really happy to see that. And she, she's using Instagram, like just like an innocent little butterfly, like pictures of my shoes and like a little selfie. It's like very cute. It's like how we all used social media years ago until it like destroyed our world. It's like that hasn't happened to her yet. So Hey, I was trying to take a social media break all summer and I lasted like two hours. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be able so to So I haven't actually so I haven't actually posted anything in a couple of days. Okay. On like my main social media, so I'm proud of that. But like Snapchat and stuff like that, I've already no. given in. I just don't I don't I don't know. I use it for news all the time. I like I have to go on Twitter to check news. I don't really post all that often. It's really just for me. I see all the things that you like. I go down my timeline and all your <laughs> likes pop up on my feed. Love it. Same. <laughs> um, well, I was like, well, I know what Justin likes. Yes. <laughs> Woo. A, a peek into my my mind. Um, there was... Old, I'll retweet it, but you'll just like it. Yeah. <laughs> there was um, the terrorist attack in Manchester yesterday, which is a huge bummer. It was... Um, so ISIS claimed responsibility. It was at the end of an Ariana Grande concert. Ariana. Ariana. Oh, God. I'm so uh-huh. sorry. Wow, I'm a bad gay. Take my gay card away. Current reports are saying that 19 people died during the attack, and there's at least 50 that are injured. Yeah. And um, Ariana has canceled the rest of her tour after what happened. Um, and there's been a lot of, actually, backlash for her doing that. Really? Which I thought was really interesting. People were really disappointed um, that they weren't going to be able to see her. And I was like, this is traumatic. Like, you are going to let her cancel the rest of her tour if she wants to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not even this. It's not about her. It's about the lives that 
were lost, but like for that to be taking center stage in the story is really frustrating. Yeah. What, so what, what's the what's the criticism of, like that people are saying? It's just like she should be more like cool with just continuing going back to business. Yeah, that's literally that's like the whole like people were really upset that she decided to cancel her tour because they think that she should keep entertaining even though after this happened i would feel I mean, that, that would like that would make such a, a huge statement in terms of you know combating terrorism and standing up against it but how can you expect any reasonable person who's experienced that and has lost fans many many yeah. uh you know to continue on like that i think that's ridiculous yeah and she's visiting people too right i would were... i would just feel responsible yeah. Like I like that would that would be what what I would wrestle with is the fact that like I brought people to this large venue, they came to see me and now they were targeted, you know? Mm-hmm. I would I don't know how I would do it either. Yeah, it's it's I just can't deal with like all of the stuff that's happening. It makes me really paranoid. Like I don't mm-hmm. want to leave like the so my path walking back from the Michigan State Union to where I'm staying is like there's trees everywhere and there's like lots of like if I, I'm usually the only person on the path and I'm just thinking to myself like something could seriously happen to me while I'm just walking from this one place to this other place right and like that's like these people were just enjoying a concert mm-hmm. like it, it's terrifying and then you have what happened um which I think is it Richard Collins um who was stabbed to death? Oh yes. A couple of days before he was supposed oh, yeah. to graduate. Yeah. Did you see they like they draped his robes over like his chair? It was. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. And it it's totally senseless, and it doesn't make any sense to me how life can mean so little to people. Yeah. And well, then there was this other news story about this guy who killed two of his white supremacists roommates because he was a white supremacist and then he converted to Islam and they were making fun of him so then they like all like what all the of these fuck? stories happening within this one week. Have you not heard that story? No. No I haven't heard that one either. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, look it up. I can't remember any of the names but like I'm sure it'll come no, up. Like and it it's just it's horrifying. Like all of this loss of life. I mean I'm not going to be sad the white supremacists were killed but like that's still, yeah. you know, a person's life. It's and all it's all fucked. happening within, like, this two-week mm-hmm. moment. And you know what? In the, this time next week, people aren't even going to be thinking about it. Well, it happens so fast. There's so much. And there's, like, a ton that we just don't even know we didn't even hear we totally missed. Mm-hmm. I, it's just... I just don't understand. I saw one, one thing that I saw that was written about this is that um, the scary thing for the UK is that, like, it means that Usually, like, their terrorist acts have been in London, typically. Mm-hmm. And it means that it's spreading. Like, it, they're they're willing to target outside of, like, those major metropolitan areas, which I think has, like, a lot of the country in fear right now. And I have, I mean, it has me in fear, too. Because it's one of those things where, like, like, with 9-11, it happened during, like, in New York for the World Trade Centers. Mm-hmm. But, like, what if something like that spread to Ann Arbor? And I think... And I always use that as a comfort to myself, too, where I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't live in these big cities or these really, like... So you can feel safer. States. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. safer being in these places. But then this shit happens everywhere. Like, no place is safe. Like, if someone decided 
to come and put a pipe bomb in the building that I'm at, I, I would be gone. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's literally someone just making that decision that taking someone's life is, is like making this political statement by taking someone's life is more important yep. than like that person being able to live. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why, like, that's why I'm so interested in this type of stuff. Like, everyone who knows me knows that I love murder. Love murder. Like, not like I don't like the act of taking someone's life or anything like that. But I'm interested in the psychology of it. Yeah. Because I don't understand how you can do that. How you can do this. And I want to believe that people are inherently good and that there are universal truths. Like, you don't take another person's life. I feel like that's a universal truth. But maybe it's not. Because we've been taking people's lives since we've existed. Yeah, I really don't believe that. Well, Sabra, I did not know you were such an optimist until this, like, podcast. Hey, one of my strengths is positivity. <laughs> oh, that is, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I, know, I just, I, I feel like I would just be so sad all the time if I didn't believe that people were fundamentally good. But as a woman and as a black woman, like even I can't be that naive. Like when I start talking to people or whatever, like in a romantic way, like in the back of my mind, I'm always like, oh, is this person going to murder me? Because I tell them no one day, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. Oh, I don't know. I, yeah. Well, one last thing then. Um, <laughs> Smooth transition. Yeah, one last thing. Uh, there's a Montana special election this Thursday. Yeah, big news. So, yeah, Rob Quist is a Democrat who is running for uh, Montana's only seat in Congress. Such a big but very small state. Um, Ryan Zink vacated that seat when he became Trump's Secretary of the Interior. And I wanted to, I wanted to put this on the agenda, obviously, because this is an important step that Democrats can take to really mobilize, get out there, get another seat in Congress, and it, the gap really is closing. But I think it's really remarkable to look at the way that Quist has run his campaign. And we were talking a few weeks ago about you know, are Democrats in touch with their base? Are they you know campaigning in the right kind of ways? I think he has been really, really smart about this. So he had Bernie Sanders come through this past week um, to do an event with him. Bernie won the primary in Montana by a large margin, so he's obviously very popular there. I'm so sorry. And he... What's, the, what's that, Justin? I was muted. I just hit my cup against the table, and it was muted, but it picked up on this, so it's going to be a really loud noise about 50 oh. minutes into this. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Anyway, um... But in addition to allowing Bernie to come campaign with him, he politely declined Tom Perez's invitation to come and campaign, just so it's very clear to Montanans that he's not an establishment candidate, that he's not sucking up to the DNC. I think it was a very smart move on his part. When you think about just Montana and the type of politics that they relate to out there, it's a lot of white people. It's a lot of people who just want the government to stay out of their business, but they're not necessarily super intolerant. So the guy he's running against is a very kind of what we expect for conservative Republicans, anti-LGBT, uh, doesn't believe that climate change is a real thing, anti-abortion, you know, the same old, same old that we've come to expect. And in this last election, Montana also just elected a Democratic governor. So there is there is a wave of liberalism that's going through, um, but I, I feel like Quist is definitely a guy who could, um, who could win this state over. 
he's been a folk musician who's like from some like small town who's traveled all around the state he like knows all these small communities and i think he is like the kind of like cowboy populist that's that could really appeal to voters yeah that's cool yeah (laughs) i think it's interesting too because i feel like democrats really have to show up and like show out here and we just saw so i hate but like john osaf asaf osaf Mm -hmm. whatever in georgia is pulling like seven points ahead um yes Love that. Don't, don't, knock on wood, because I, fuck polling. Polling has screwed us too many times. Um, but so that, that like, it, it can't help but just, like, give me some hope, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we gotta pull it through. If we can pull it through here. And I, the thing is, too, is, like, if we can pull it through during the special elections, I actually don't think Republicans can get anything done. Like, if we can prove that, like, we're gonna flip these seats, that's, like, it's done. There is no political capital left to have. There is, like, no... There's nothing that they can do. Uh, and so, they, they did this to themselves. And, well, I mean, hopefully. Honestly, hopefully. I people are... I, I, again, want to believe that people are looking at what's happening and are going to vote against what's currently happening in the world. I hope. And I just hope... I, I do hope. I think this is a good direction if, you know, if it turns out... We'll know soon enough special elections, you know. So, I guess we'll we'll see. We'll find out. Let's say, bro, just ending on such an optimistic note. I don't have yeah. a I don't have a resource for the week. I just don't. So, I'm not going to do one. That's your one job. I my one job was getting technical stuff working and figuring all this stuff out. So, I don't have a resource this week. Um, but I do want to do our self-care highlight cuz I forgot to put this in here. So, is there anything that you all been doing? Let's say we're seeing it. Let's see if we to start us off. What have you been doing? Um, what have I been doing for self-care? Actually, I have been watering my plants every morning. Um, so I'm currently at an internship uh, at Michigan State, which I'm really excited about. And that's basically been my self-care. This is kind of like the first week when you were like, I just work to for my self-care, blah, blah, blah. It right. really has been really good to be up here and be at a different campus and to be learning more about the field that I enjoy a lot. Um, but I also have been doing a lot of reading and I've been watching a lot of TV. I started watching Burn Notice all over again, which is one of my favorite USA shows. So I'm really excited about that. And Kimmy Schmidt, am I right? <gasps> oh my gosh, I almost forgot about Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, that's the best self-care I've had in a long time, and I'm probably 100% going to rewatch it, because David Diggs is amazing, Titus is amazing, the jokes, they have oh, They one, just keep coming, they, they just keep coming. You, uh, first of all, the second episode of the third season, genius, it's the best episode of the show, in my opinion, and then they do this ludicrous joke, which is the... <laughs> Funniest thing. Don't I spoil it. I was crying. I'm waiting for Phil to get home. I'm so annoyed. You should watch it. Just I literally it. thought I would just like watch it and then pretend like I hadn't watched it and rewatch it with him. <laughs> well, if he doesn't listen to the podcast, he'll never know. I literally, all my all my media is on hold because like he's gonna get back this weekend, and I want to go see Alien Covenant, and I want to watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and then House of Cards comes on. I'm excited about that. 
Look, you need to watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It is so uh, maybe I will. good. Well, I would. I had to rank the seasons. I would go three, one, two. Yes, so I, I, would, I would second that. Yeah, which makes me happy because I didn't love two. So I didn't either. That's I didn't awesome. either. Um, Noah, what have you been doing? Um, I haven't been good at self care lately. I've been very busy. Um, so I earlier this week I was working um, with a college access program for middle schoolers. They're so fun, but they are just they're crazy. They you know how middle schoolers are. Um, I did teach middle then, school, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then these past three days, I've been working with the School of Information um, with a community college transfer program. And it's honestly like this is the reason why I do the work that I do. It's really inspiring to get to see such motivated people and um, and a unit of campus really taking the initiative to um, increase diversity and representation from community colleges at U of M. So loved it. It's been great. What are you laughing um, at, Lisa? Bro, I just saw the episode title. <laughs> awesome. What? It'll be a surprise for everyone. Noah, finish up. What else are you doing? Um, so since last time, um, I got kittens. <gasps> They're oh. so cute! <laughs> Stop! So, no, do that again. That's the cutest thing I've ever seen. This is, oh, oh, you can't see it if you're listening, but I'm doing the Lion King I love with, it. with Link right wow. now. Wow, when, when, when did this happen? So, um... So you're a father. It was, it, was, it was a mostly Cho's idea, I'll be honest. Um, but it was she, Cho's idea. They are so cute. Idea. Uh, yeah, so she's fostering kittens, um, and yeah, we just wanted to get this brother and sister pair um, and see what that was like. But they've been adorable, and have, they, they've they've been really nice to have around. And they will be available for adoption on June seventh. If any of you are on the market for a cat, if I was not allergic to a cat, I would get a cat a second. Yeah, these guys are really nice. Wow, father, if I father in an apartment good that didn't let me have cats, I would have a cat. Ugh. Oh, it meowed again. It's so cute. See? They're, They're so real. talkative. They're real. <laughs> They're real. Yeah, you've heard their meows. Um, uh, are you going to watch The Handmaid's Tale or no? No. I'm rereading the book this week. Okay. I'm going to watch it this weekend because I have a three-day weekend. So I'm going to yes. dedicate the weekend to watching it. This... But I heard this last episode yes. is a lot. <laughs> it was so excellent. It was completely like separate from the books. But okay. added so much, it like completely justified this as an adaptation. Totally justified it. It was so good. Um, all right. Well, when I watch it, we're gonna have to talk about it. I love it, and I'll watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and we'll all get together, and we'll just love on each other. Um, yeah, which sounds probably grosser than it is. Um, <laughs> what else? I don't know. I moved into the dorm this. I'm in the residence hall this week. I'll say residence hall for this hey, bro. So I've just been, like, working super late and doing that stuff. And then, I don't know. Are we all in residence halls right now? No, it's not. I just surrendered my residence hall duties. Turned in my app card. I'm good. Um, I I was chose date on Sunday and went wine tasting, and that was really fun to be Noah for a day. So that was good self-care, too. (laughs) It was a pretty good date, too. Honestly, I love going on dates with Cho. It was super fun. Yeah. So we had a good time. We miss you, Noah, but it was a good time. And I needed Tom and Sarah are the best dates. I needed that self care too, so it's fine. I'm not the best date. Oh, not even gonna entertain it. Okay, oh. cool. Um, I'm sorry. I thought there was gonna be more to that. Whatever. Justin, 
honestly, I'm glad I'm glad you got to go in my place because fun. I would feel so bad if someone didn't get to enjoy that wine tasting. It I've never been on enjoyable. a date with you, Justin. Well, then let's hang out with Sabra. Let's do this. We would just yell at each other. No, we wouldn't. I would be so sweet to you. You don't even know. Justin's sweet. That's not Justin's good. For, Justin's really good for lunch dates. That's that's a proven oh, fact. Yeah. I had that one lunch date with Mache. Yeah. He yeah. Was good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm like average. Like it's okay. Um, I'm a great date. So. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll see you when I believe it, which hopefully I'll see soon because I want to hang out with you. Um, whatever. I'll be coming back soon. So. Yay. Yay. Um, well, let's. Does that make me feel so loved? I we can't wait to see you, and I can't wait for Sarah. She's gonna get back. I know. I miss Sarah so much. She responds to my text messages at odd hours. Because of the time difference, probably. I know. Phil, it's literally... It's we just keep missing each other. Phil, it's 8 a.m. Wednesday in Japan right now. Oh. Wow. He's in the future. He's in the future. Well, it's world still exists, so I can't complain. Um, anyways, where can we find us this week? Check us out on uh, Twitter, at res for res with a 4 um, resources for resistance.com and then me is Justin Garansky J-U-S-T-I-N-G-A-W-R-O-N-S-K-I on Twitter LeSabre where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at LeSabre Leanne that's L-A-S-A-B-R-A L-E-E-A-N-N and you can find Sarah on Twitter and Instagram at Sarah is a spy that's S-A-R-A-H-I-S-S-P-Y Oh you missed an A She missed an A you missed an A you yeah, did. did. It's funny because we have a recording, so we totally know you missed an A. Oh, damn it. It's There's okay. two A's in her name. No. No. <laughs> 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 Ooh. I no, messed uh, it up. I'm so sorry, Sarah. Wait, let me do it again. Hey. You can find Sarah on Twitter and Instagram. You can Sarah come in. That's S-A-R-A. Yeah. A- Sorry, just recording the podcast, but I just I-S-A. muted myself. Hi. There we go. So nice to meet you. <laughs> I okay. messed it up. All right. I'm Love sorry. you all so much. You can give me shit for it, Sarah. It's okay. Noah, uh, where can we find you? Find you? Me, you, can, you can find me on Twitter at Noah C. Jenkins. That's N-O-A-H-C-J-E-N-K-I-N-S. Awesome. Great. Uh, I'm, I'm so mad I messed it up. <sighs> Yeah, because you would have killed me if I messed up yours and I didn't mess up yours that one day, which I'm very proud of. I wouldn't have actually killed you. But I would have felt like it. Like, it would have been equivalent, probably. Anyways, this is good. We got through a lot in a short amount of time. I'm glad that we got this working over Hangout, so hopefully we can keep doing this in the future. And then, um, even when we're apart, we can still be together. So, thanks everyone for joining us. We'll see you next week. And sorry for the long wait this time. And probably technical difficulties, so... Wait, was this a shorter episode? We were about an hour, so we're good. Oh, sweet. Love it. Okay, bye. bye.